And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. And we continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope. And we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX-11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX-10 now on sale and get RX-11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hattis, how are you doing? I'm good, good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Sorry for a little technical <laughs> difficulty there. A little stressful. But uh, no uh, thanks for your patience. Um, where are you? I'm at the moment in London. I'm leaving tomorrow to Germany for sure. Oh, right. And that's the beginning of a tour, right? Yes. Are you from London? Did you grow up in London? Um, no, I grew up in uh, Japan. And I moved to London just seven years ago. What do you think of London these days? I haven't been in a in about three years. How is it? My knowledge about London is just for seven years. Of course, like it changed after COVID, but still, I just in general, I like London. You like the weather there? No, <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the problem. I, I think it, one of the <laughs> biggest problem, you know, especially winter season, since I moved to London, mm-hmm. every year I struggle with winter blues. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, temperature-wise, it's quite similar to uh, Japanese winter, but mm-hmm. the weather is completely opposite, you know. In Japan, at least every day, you know, sky is blue and... It's just crisp, very nice yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I like London weather, but I'm in Seattle and the weather is exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Yeah. I hope you get used to it. I hope you don't have the blues all the time. I got used to it somehow. I moved from mm-hmm. California too. So, okay. Um, wow. I predict you'll learn to love it. 
<laughs> I really hope that happens, yeah. So you grew up in Japan. What what was your um relationship with music? Um I don't have any um, academic education of music. Mm-hmm. I just love singing, you know, and I even don't play any instrument um properly. Just okay. I, I love I love singing since I was a kid, but according to my family, especially my mom, uh, my singing was quite terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were always so annoyed, but like in because my voice was so loud and then I I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy when I sing, so you know. But like no one couldn't really stop me. And every day, like when I come back home from the school, like they could tell by my voice, you know. <laughs> oh, she's back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine a child with, with uh, your voice is so powerful and so large. I, I, I have a small child too. I can't imagine if his voice was that large and he was singing it, it would be great in in a lot of ways it'd be great but i know they don't mind how it sounds you know just they really enjoy that yeah so you say uh you don't really play any other instruments um your your voice is your instrument when did you realize that your voice was your instrument or or the instrument you wanted to dedicate your expression to mm-hmm. um yeah even though I, I i just really loved singing since i was really tiny kid um mm. probably the moment the very important moment for my life when it comes to singing was uh when i was 15 or 16 mm-hmm. i went to nepal with my mother she was Japanese teacher who uh, teaches um, foreign people in Japan. Mm-hmm. But at that time, she volunteered to teach Japanese in Nepal. And I was with her for summer holiday. And mm-hmm. yeah, she during the trip, she uh, took uh, some off. For a week, and we trip to uh, the place is called Lumbini in Nepal, which is Buddha's birthplace. And mm-hmm. yeah, and we stayed at the uh, temple of Nam, and yeah, it was just very down to us temple. It, it it wasn't touristy at all, even though it's a birthplace of Buddha. Um, they were. We stayed at a quite tiny room in the temple, and some some morning I heard I heard some music like someone was singing. Um, I could hear the sound from outside of the room, and I tried to find where where was the singing from. Mm-hmm. And um, I found out some tiny room, and when I looked into, I found some. Yeah, female monk was in a room, and she was singing. But I found out 
later on, it wasn't actually singing, but chanting, Buddhist okay. chant. Yeah, but the reason why I saw this singing was um, it, it sounded completely different from Japanese uh, Buddhism chant. Like Japanese Buddhism chant is more rhythmic, but not melodical. It's like dang dang da da zang dang da da dang dang kind of yeah so, sounds like that. But like yeah. how how chanting was very much melodic, and then I was completely blown away <laughs> from that how powerful her singing was. I mean, she didn't sing so loud, or I'm not even sure if she was a great singer. It was just strong enough for me to realize how strong the human voice is. And then that really grabbed my heart. And yeah, it wasn't like um, some music with, I don't know, with big orchestra or voice with big choir or anything like that, just only single voice. But it was so beautiful and strong and I think that was the moment which I realized, yeah, human voice is such special instrument, and I I want to sing like her, you know. Yeah. Did you talk to her? Did she know you were listening? I don't think so. I just left. I couldn't even mm, talk to her. I mean, it sounded too sacred to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then you were on a path to. Mm to singing and using your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here to talk a little bit about um, Aura, your record that came out, I believe, last year, but is being re-released on vinyl on Erase Tapes this spring. And uh, you are hitting the road, and you're going to go tour Europe and the U.S., and I think Canada, I'm not quite sure. Um, and this record, for one, it's such a beautiful record and uh, I'm new to it and I've I've been listening to it pretty heavily for the last few days it's a uh, atmospheric blend of western classical Japanese classical and folk and mm-hmm. um, it's it's sort of got this at times avant-garde and ambient arrangements to these pieces of music and also most recent listening I realize I even hear pop elements. I kind of hear Susie Sue's voice in there. I don't know if it's a tone or a style, but um, mm-hmm. it's just a uh, its a very elaborate record. Um, there's very little dissonance in it. I think that lends to it being a very calming and introspective experience listening. Mm-hmm. And it also really keeps you focused. It's a great experience. And, um, oh, I love to hear. Thank you. I encourage everyone to stick some headphones on and get in there. And I, and I'm curious when you were making Aura, were you aware at the time that you were uh, blending all of these sort of influences and, and genres, if you will, or unconsciously come from your head? Mm, I think a bit of both. It was, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I I've been making music which I really want to listen to somehow, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm such a big fan of human voice. 
and mm-hmm. I'm I'm super open to any style of vocalization of human, uh, from really avant-garde to something very pop, as you said. Yeah. And as a as a voice lover, I just want to listen to um, some music which shows how great the human voice is. You know. <laughs> Just like the moment I, I fell in love with the voice in Nepal. <laughs> right. And um, out, outside of the, the sonic elements of, mm-hmm. of this record, is there a um, message or is there um, a concept or, or a theme you like to put forward? Yeah. I, my music doesn't have any lyric with it. It's actually, mm-hmm. I decided not to at some mm-hmm. point for my, especially for this solo project. I sometimes collaborate with other artists and for those um, projects, I sometimes use really um, mainly in Japanese. But for my solo project, that's not it. Um, I decided not to use any word because... Um, First, I think there are so many things that cannot be described by words so well. And for those things is actually I really want to describe by music the most. You know, for mm-hmm. instance, for instance, um, yeah, I sometimes imagine the feeling when I was born and when I was a newly born baby and I was holded um, my mom's arms and yeah, when that time, the sensation I felt, you know, the touch of my mom's skin, its humidity and temperature and the feeling of being loved and looked after by my mom, it's it's not verbally conveyed, but like through all senses I I have, I was definitely feeling all of those information and this kind of sensation, I don't think I mean at least I cannot describe by words. Yeah. And and music is for me um, perfect language for it to translate that sensation into other information, you know. And it's it's very interesting to see um, the reaction from the audience when I have live performance, even though I don't use any word, and even though I normally don't really um, explain what I deliver in by each songs. Sometimes they really receive them. And sometimes people say, I was crying, but I don't know why. Right. You know, that's, to me, that's the best compliment for my music, you know, because that, that, that's it. That, that's the thing I really want to, deliver by my music <laughs> that sensation that's an extraordinary 
connection. And in what I've read about your performances, I it, it mm. sounds like that, in fact, is the experience, uh, which, <clears throat> of course, I hope to see someday. Um, <laughs> and also that you bring that up, it's it's it, it made me think maybe we need to redefine what lyrics are. Maybe they're not <laughs> words. Lyrics maybe don't have to be words. Mm, um, so true. Or maybe you're redefining the word lyrics. Um, <laughs> well, I'd like to play Jomon. Is that okay with you? Sure. All right, here we go. <laughs>
That song gets intense. I love that vocal stacking on that song. It's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. It's just great. I was I often listen to music when I'm driving, and mm. I pulled over and rewound the section where the vocal I think is stacking. I don't know if it's panning or or yeah, what yeah. it's doing, but it really it really gets intense, and it um it reminds me of like Steve Reich or mm. where there's like an overtone that almost mimics mm. a different instrument. And my experience for this was I, I kept hearing tape machine with your stacking oh. vocals, like, Ooh. like spinning up and stuff. It's, it's amazing. I think I'm shouting at you. Sorry. I'm, I got excited. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious again, back to obviously um, voice is your instrument, but to me, that is foreign. I play drums primarily mm. or guitar or piano a little bit, mm. but voice is definitely not my instrument. And it's, <laughs> okay. uh, it's, uh, <laughs> and um, it's, again, it's, it's foreign to me to, to how you organize and structure mm. music because it directly comes from your head. You know, if you're looking at a yeah. drum set or a keyboard mm -hmm. or a fretboard, you can mm -hmm. kind of look at it and it'll trigger maybe a memory of something you've written. Mm -hmm. How does it, how is it organized in your head, vocal music? And I mean, really, how do you write and record is really kind of the big question. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, of course you're right. Um, voices such a physical instrument, isn't it? Um, I think that was actually the reason why I chose this instrument for my music, because um, it's it's the most intimate instrument of human, you know, because it, mm -hmm. this instrument is within our body. So when we use this instrument, we really, really need to um, connect to ourselves our body and our mind and energy inside of us, like it's really needed. And um, that's, that's what I like actually about voice because um, every time I sing, it's such a therapeutic experience for me. Singing is very essential thing or using voice is very essential thing to our being, and um, especially I clearly remember when I made this song, Jomon, um, it was in the middle of um, lockdown in London. Um, at the time, I was so, so depressed. I totally like it dried up. <laughs> I felt like I felt like a mummy in the British Museum, you know. Like <laughs> I, I couldn't feel anything. I didn't even know what I want to eat today, or what I want to do next, or what I am feeling at all. Like the world seems so grey, and myself, my body, my entire being was completely like dead at the time 
And of course, I I didn't feel like singing at all. And I struggle with making new music, even though we musicians have so much time at the time. And some some people um, deal with the situation very well because um, usually they are quite busy for touring. And for the first time almost in their career, they have uh, plenty of time to be in the studio, can be focused. But like for me, it didn't work like that. I spent almost doing nothing for those long uh, lockdown time in London. Mm-hmm. I really struggled with that. And But um, yeah, one day, um, a particular moment changed my state completely was when I was sitting in a studio, not be able to do anything. I just look out of the window and I found a squirrel was visiting the window. Um, we see those squirrels a lot in London and they are anywhere. But at the time, I was really, yes, I was just so moved that I, that I saw them. Um, because I was, I felt like my entire world is just in this, like, square room. Yeah. That's it. There's no other world or um, there's no outside world exists and when 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 i saw this girl visiting at the window i just yeah at that moment all of a sudden i i was uh, it, it made me realize oh okay the world still exists outside of this window and and those squeals and then wild animals and bars and even not not only creatures but also winds still blows and and the trees are you know shaking by the wind and and air flows and and the animals are still there and I yeah. just realized okay it seems like end of the world to me but for those from the perspective perspective of nature, it, it's nothing. Right. Like it's <laughs> it still continues beautifully. Nature is still beautiful. Those wild animals are still uh, so alive, like a vibrant. And that moment, I remember. Oh, I still live. I am still alive, and I have this body. I just instantly realize and remember, okay, I I still live. Um finally I could sing again and I was just by chance singing this song, Jomon. I, I always make music by improvisation at first. Mm-hmm. So yeah this whole um especially this harmony thing like slightly you know this and then, that makes that represents probably the the vast energy inside our body or like blood 
bloodstream or anything. And the title Jomon is from the specific、uh, period of Japan, Jomon era. It's a prehistorical era in Japan. At the time, people still do、um, hunter and gathering. And one of the One of my favorite Japanese artists、uh, is called Taro Okamoto. He was very much inspired by this era, Jomon. At that time, us Japanese people, like usually being taken as a very minimal or you know, Zen type of people, very minimal,、sure. simple, calm, yeah, quiet, or something like that. But He says, Jomon era, we were opposite. He, he believes we were more vibrant, with full of energy, and yeah, living with those wild energy and animals and spirits. And at that time, we were all connected to that very, in a very wide way. So the title Jomon comes to this song to represent that. Primal energy of us being. That makes perfect sense now, now <laughs> that you've explained that, that there's so much energy in that song. And as, as I、uh, said earlier, when I thought I was shouting at you, I was pretty excited.、Um, yeah, yeah,、so、yeah. I, I, I just I, really wanted to shout out, we are alive, you know? <laughs> we are here. <laughs> yeah. You've、uh, you perfectly illustrated that. That's, that's great. <laughs> Um, how do you typically record? Do you go into a big studio? Do you、mm. do it at home? Do you split the difference? Before I made this album, Aura, I,、mm, how I recorded was like taking, recorded all the、um, melodies separately、mm-hmm. um, at separate time, you know, like and edit, edit, edit kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, for this album, somehow I didn't feel that isn't the right way to do because I came to realize、um, doing a live show is key for me to make songs and to, for me to finish making songs. Even、mm. though I started making my songs at studio or at home, but still I know the songs. Developed so much on the stage because、um, every time I go on the stage, I,、um, I try to connect to、um, the energy of the space and also energy floating with, among the audience. I really、mm. try to feel it and I really try to connect to it and sing. So every time a、um, song will be slightly different. Different and being developed by those performances. So,、yeah. why, why do I record them in a completely different way from what I do on the stage? You know?、yeah. So, I decided to record、um, in the setting as close as when, when I do on the stage. I, didn't, I, I did actually use Lupa as I do on the stage as well. And 
basically, I tried to record them as, I mean, it wasn't actually a live recording, but I recorded them in the studio. But basically, what I did was exactly the same as I do as a live show. As you do live. That's interesting. And you can really hear it. I, the This record is so gigantic sounding. Um, <laughs> and um, it feels nothing but live to me. So that also, oh, that makes perfect sense. And it's interesting that you, you said that the song isn't finished in the studio. It, it extends into the live and that, and that's when the sort of, it breathes new life into the song. And, and in that sense, these pieces of music have eternal life if you keep playing them live, which I, I think is a very interesting concept and mm-hmm. probably provides you with the energy to be creative and, and enjoy performing these songs. Yeah, I really enjoy the uh, process. And when you do perform live, do you typically have people on stage or is it just you? My live set is um, typically just me with a loop on, that's it. Very simple. Mm. I try to keep it, I try to keep it very simple because um, for me, the most important thing to do live is to focus on the performance itself rather than dealing with those gears, music gears. In the past, I used more effects or at some point I was using computer even on stage. Mm-hmm. But again, like at some point I decided not to use them. Kind of like limit my set as simple yeah. as possible to make it simple and focus on to focus on the moment. Oh, that's great. Do you enjoy, um, I, it sounds like you enjoy performing live. What about the touring part? Do you enjoy touring around the world? I love it so much. <laughs> so, so, so much. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Me too. It's, it's an ideal life I've, I've dreamed to. <laughs> that's great. Well, congratulations. And Thank congratulations you. on this record. Um, I hope to see you. I, I see that you're playing in Seattle, and I think I will be at home, but I, there's a few other places you're playing in the States. I may be in um, that city. So, Yeah, you I'm should. Gonna, I'd love to invite you. Yeah. I Well, I'm, if I know you're near me playing, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going. So, <laughs> um, well, thank okay. you for your time, and, and thanks again for this record. It's, it's great. And Thanks, When you... When you get out there on the road, please travel safe. Yeah. And I hope to see you somewhere. Thanks very much. Thanks for your time. It was a really fun conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye.
to love.